What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the Smart Cow Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I am Tony Mango, back again after the past few episodes where I've been missing. Holding down the fort, uh, not only were Callum Wiggins, who's not joining us for this edition, but also Robert D. Felice. I'll also be taking the lead for the most part on this podcast because this yep. is an NXT review podcast. <laughs> I'm the only one that watches the show. Well, but it's good to have you back, Tony. I am so far behind on everything. I have not actually seen. Here's the, the grand total of what I've seen since um, Tuesday the 11th or even you know more so a little bit Monday, the, the Monday Night Raw on the 10th. I watched the top 10 breakdown of like the, the 10 highlights of the week or whatever for one of the episodes of raw. And I watched, I think it was, um, just the, the YouTube video that ended up being like, here's how Dominic Mysterio won the, the North American championship. That's what I've seen <laughs> of raw NXT, SmackDown, Dynamite, Collision, Rampage, Level Up, Main Event. I completely missed the entirety of RH Death Before Dishonor. Uh, I am way out of the loop. I am more out of the loop right now than I have been in the past 10 years. Um, so I Does have- it make you excited to go into things with a like completely blind? In some ways it does, because we've talked about it before, how, like, if you're not watching the, sh- the show, sorry, I'm also sick. So if anybody's wondering, yeah, uh, you know, just- my, um, you know, uh, my voice sounds awful and I'm uh, trying to not sneeze, uh, or snort, um, like that, you know, it's <laughs> so much on this, uh, what was the question again? Okay. I mean, <laughs> so I'm so out of there right now. Uh, when we talk about like the idea of um, not watching the show and being rewarded for not watching because you don't have to sit through the repetitive nature of everything. I got a feeling I'm probably going to enjoy great American bash more because I won't have watched seven segments that are the same repeat crap to set up whatever the matches are. Cause I'm looking at the card and I'm like, you tell me what's going on with some of these because I have no clue. And then other things I'm like, Okay, that's the logical progression, but there isn't a single thing on this card that I would have imagined is the direction that they were going to go, specifically like, okay, that's the lineup and that's the match and that those are the people that are involved, except for one match. Everything, the tag team match, yeah. And even then, I honestly don't know how they got to that point because they... The last thing I had seen was like, uh, you know, hey, we're we're kind of worried about stacks, and that throws me off too. So it's going to be an interesting podcast because Rob is going to have to fill me in on every little bit that goes along here. But we're going to power through there, and you know, eventually I'll catch up. So for everybody who's wondering, like, you know, hey, you haven't updated the SummerSlam predictions and stuff. Believe me, it's coming. We got a lot. We got to uh, catch up on not only like. The work-related stuff, but, you know, unpacking and, and everything else. So be a little patient. Sorry for the delays, everybody. And sorry for my voice and for my brain-dead nature and all. As we go along here and we talk about whatever it is that we're talking about, because I don't really know. <laughs> uh, of course, as always, I want to remind everybody, leave your thoughts in the comments below. Make sure you're clicking on all the good stuff that you showed on YouTube, like the subscribe button and the like button and the share button. Ring that little notification bell for those email alerts because we will do a post show immediately following NXT Great American Bash this weekend. It's Saturday, right? That's when the show is? Uh, no, it's Sunday. It's Sunday? And I told you earlier, it's not going head to head with Collision. Oh, well, <laughs> hey, you, you, uh, you could tell me right now that we're doing a podcast and it would take me a second for me to go. That's right. Yeah, we're recording. He's jet um, lagged. He's tired. He's sick. He hasn't hit the sack. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. Um, that's fucking great that it's Sunday. That's awesome. I like this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, man, like Saturday's coming around so quick. 
<laughs> Good. I got an extra day where I can sort that out. So Sunday after the pay-per-view, we will have a live post show. So you will be able to hopefully have a much more coherent me uh, <laughs> reviewing things with some kind of context. But of course, on top of that, there's also a join button there on YouTube. If you click on that, you get access to the same things you can find on Patreon, like the Darkcast and the Pick Your Poison tier. It's kind of a different way for you to toss a little spare change our way, like the little thanks button that's on there, too, if you want to just uh, toss a little spare change that way. Uh, but if you open up your wallets and you want to be part of the Darkcast, we are doing another one of those soon. Remember, we had a whole game plan of the Heat of the Moment tournament, and then that all got thrown sideways. I had internet issues. <laughs> It was a thing. I, I lost money over it. And July's been a thing. Yeah. With the internet July's stuff. Been, and look, since like May, it's the beginning of May. It's been a thing for me. Life mm-hmm. is a thing. And that's why we need you to support the Patreon. I thought you were going to say to support our lives. <laughs> well, that's what they would be doing. Yeah. Supporting the Patreon. Give us life. Support our lives, damn it. Give us it's life. enough for you. Yeah. Also, buy t-shirts and stuff on Redbubblick and T-Bubble. Redbubblick uh, Red, Red and T-Bubble. That's what it is. God damn, man. I am out of it. <laughs> T-Bubblick and Redbubble. If you can find my shit on Red Redbubblick and T-Bubble, then somebody's stealing the designs. Ah, oh, man. It's going to be a thing. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, there is a pre-show match on here. because Well, they've been adding a lot more matches to these NXT events. Uh, the past like three or four they've had more than the standard five so i guess this is just the thing going forward they're going to treat it like a regular pay-per-view and this one has the metaphor uh team that if you're not sure who the metaphor is maybe you're out of the loop kind of like i am but metaphor has been around since before uh it's noam dar leading the charge he's got or by his side and then he has that uh tag team of lash legend and jakara jackson rob's favorite Yes, sir. Against Dragon Lee, Nathan Fraser, Ulyssa Leon, and Valentina Feroz. Booker T's favorite. <laughs> uh, Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. That's um, a uh, mixed tag Do team match. Do you want a cup of biscotti during this match? It's a question that I think Booker T would be asking. Do you want a cup of some hottie biscotti? Or at least one. Um <laughs> There are different rankings. Uh, there, there's a, so the Heritage Cup, of course, has been involved in this kind of feud from the past few months, and we've seen like Dragon Lee had gotten a title shot. Nathan Fraser eventually beat uh, Noam Dar for it. I'm kind of surprised that they're going in this direction instead of a Heritage Cup match, but I guess this was just a means to get more people on the card. Why are we still continuing this feud? What have they been doing the past three episodes? Because that's the, for so, context, I've missed three episodes of NXT. So the almost the entire month, last night's and then the previous two are the ones that I missed. The last thing you saw was Gold Rush then. Uh, I didn't watch, I think, the uh, the second edition of Gold Rush. But I know what happened because they had like pre-recorded that and stuff. So Noam Dar lost the Heritage Cup at Gold Rush because right. Oral Mensa was defending it for him due to some undisclosed injury. This sent him into a comatose state. Uh, last night on NXT, the metaphor hosted Supernova sessions for him as he was like complete weekend at Bernie's, just like dead in a wheelchair. And they gave him a fake Heritage Cup looked enough like the real one that he like sprung out of a wheelchair, did the whole hello, hello. It it was fantastic. Very funny. Nathan Frazier came out. Dragon Lee came out. They brought the girls out to attack the metaphor girls. Booker T said a cup of biscotti. That was my (laughs) favorite part of the show. And Hotty biscottis. We're getting an eight person tag. I like it. I like the metaphor. I don't like the other team. The, the other team, team of no miscellaneous people that are all aligned with each other because yeah, why not? Because, because Sangha is busy coming on Raw. Uh, <laughs> very strange. <laughs> yeah, the context, it sounds way yeah, more interesting. Exactly as it should, because they're still running vignettes about Indushare coming to Raw. Even, even though, though they there. wrestled like three matches. I, get, I don't get it. But anyway, 
Should be a fun match. I like everybody involved. I don't like the pairing on the other end, but I like all the participants. Should be a fun opener for the kickoff. And Metaphor should win because they're the actual team. That makes the most sense to me if Metaphor wins. But then again, without the context, I don't know if there's like some very clearly obvious direction that they're heading with. Like, you know, when you watch the shows, you get a little bit better of an insight. Obviously, that's the whole point of little teases that they do and little things that maybe people wouldn't necessarily report on. Like, you know, uh, there's a backstage segment and like uh, Von Wagner comes around and says, hey, if you need any help, I'll help you. And then, oh, that's most likely he's going to interfere in the match you know what i mean like that stuff is completely unknown to me at the moment for setting up some of these matches so i'm going based off of looking on the wikipedia page and looking on wwe.com and seeing the graphic for a couple of things and i'm like all right well out of that i would go with metaphor winning so unless the only thing i thought they were teasing was last week los lotharios faced off against lee and Frazier because the week before they were trying to hit on Leon and Royce. That makes sense. That ended with them fighting each other with uh, Umberto pushing down Garza. And then they showed last night. He was like, what are we doing? Are we chasing women? Are we chasing titles? Get your head together. You know? Oh, is this the, uh, we need to have a match because we're a tag team. Are they still continuing that thing? (laughs) Honestly, that was a thing for several weeks. So right. They, they might be doing that, but it does, I thought, okay, look, for Royce and Leon with Lostarius, that at least visually uh-huh. looks pretty good. But they don't seem to be going in that route. So I'm just guessing that this might be the end of the hodgepodge group of baby faces and Metaphor can win here and then Noam Darkman is cut back on an episode of NXT. I would be totally down for... Garza and Umberto either getting involved in this match or doing something after like maybe metaphor wins. And then we see on NXT next week, this group of, well, we're going to call them the hodgepodge team. Uh, The hodgepodgers are like, ah, man, really annoyed that we lost and whatever. And Garza and Umberto can go over to Leon and Feroz and be like, you know, you wouldn't have lost if you were with us. And then they can maybe like turn heel and join them. And we could get like those four against the Noam Dar and Ormensa and Jakar Jackson and Lash Legend or something. Or I'd be out for something like that. Cause I really don't want to see this Ulyssa and Valentina and Fraser and Lee thing continue. I want Dragon Lee to move on to something completely unrelated. And I'm not at all interested in Nathan Fraser's NXT Heritage Cup run. He's not doing the fun talk show, right? What I I say he was like a, a young Phil Collins. Like he's not doing that. That was fun. What was the? It was like a hardball, hard hitting uh, home truths. Yeah, no, hardball is the Chris Matthews. That's what it is. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> I'm gonna get metaphor uh, with my predictions that mean almost nothing right now. <laughs> I'm also going metaphor. I haven't even seen the first meta three. Um. Let's see. So Gable Stevenson's got a match against Baron Corbin. How did we get to this point? Because I, all right. So the gold rush thing was, that was the, the fight pit thing. I didn't see the fight pit match because I was just like packing and shit and it was too too crazy. But Gable Stevenson helped Eddie Thorpe beat his brother, right? Well, okay. So they didn't acknowledge that Damon Kemp and Gable Stevenson are brothers, which is unfortunate. I I was hoping that that would be the route they go they did do is after Eddie Thorpe beat Damon Kemp in a fun match, Gable Stevenson got onto the mat to celebrate with him. And people just started coming up to him, picking a fight for some reason. And he threw them all around the ring the next week. Which people? Had him, uh, randos from the PC. Uh, it wasn't like, um, yeah, it wasn't like Hank Walker. Yeah. Or, Hank and tank or something. Um, so the next week they aired, as they like to do, the follow-up from that, which is Thorpe leaving the building with Gable, and Gable's like, hey, you know, I've got a lot of thinking to do about my future. Will I be in the Olympics? Will I go do this? Who knows? 
week after that, they didn't do anything with Gable except announce that on last night's NXT, he would make his decision. Mm. Look, once you say he's making his decision on NXT, you know that, okay, they've decided he will be on NXT. Yeah, so like he's, his decision is going to be like, yeah, fuck off, I'm going to the Olympics. I'm going, I'm going back to college, fuck you. Like, so he is in the middle of making his decision. And then there's Baron Corbin. Now, Corbin's had a fun arc recently. He brought back the lone wolf. Mm, saw that. I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. And then the next week, he did a, a vignette that led to a series of vignettes where he was like, I don't want any of these gimmicks anymore. Nice. I don't want to do the happy Corbin thing. I don't want to do the uh, King Corbin thing. I don't want to do the constable. And I've worked too hard to go back to being just the lone wolf. I'm going to start fresh. I'm going to be myself. This led to him driving in the woods and he met, he came face to face with himself. Mm. Zero explanation there because they've decided, hey, uh, Baron, we need you to get thrown around by Gable Stevenson at the Great American Bash. So uh, Baron interrupts him during the promo and says, you don't belong here because I'm telling you this business will chew you up and spit you out because look at what it's done to me. And now I'm here to tell you that you think you're going to be okay and you won't be. And then they agreed to have a match. Steveson already started throwing him around. You know, that's, that's how we got to this point. I'm disappointed because I really want Corbin to have a successful arc. Like why is Dana Brooke having a successful arc on NXT and he's not? I really want something good for Corbin. Gable's finally wrestling. There's no there's no way to spin that as a bad thing unless you want to get into Gable's history. And I'm just glad that they finally did something with Gable. He's obviously winning this match. Was the Corbin meeting himself thing, was that kind of like... Um, Luke Skywalker? Luke and... Yeah. <laughs> So much so. Wait, let's put it this way. Was it like the good version of that from Star Wars no, or was so, it like the one from the fucking Ray thing? <laughs> even Corbin was a little taller. Hmm. Slightly taller than the regular parent Corbin. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gable's going to win. I, yeah, obviously. I mean, there's no way that he's not going to win that match unless they were to do something where they want to be like, let's humble Gable Steveson. By having him lose because Baron Corbin like held the ropes or something to prove like, see, I told you this, but uh, this isn't for you. But we all know that Gable Stevenson should have won. That's if they want to stretch that out and make a big thing out of it. But more than likely, it's just like Gable Stevenson. Yeah, it should just be Gable Stevenson wins and that's the end of it. So I wouldn't be shocked if they went with the Baron Corbin route from that perspective. Yeah. I, I think the Olympic gold medalist. By the way, I got a USA chant in 2023. Thought that was interesting. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Olympic gold medalist won the Great American Bash in any capacity. Uh, that's right. I'm not even drawing that connection. But yeah, all the um, more reason that Gable Stevenson's going to win that match. And then they might end up like continuing that. They might end up having somebody come out and start a different type of feud. Maybe this is just like, let's get him in the ring with somebody who knows what they're doing. His brother, for one. Um, yeah, could be that. Yeah, that that's a match that's happening. I think the logical place to go here is to talk about the last of the non-title matches and discuss the weapons wild match between Roxanne Perez and Blair Davenport. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Blair Davenport was revealed as the woman, the attacker, who was attacking the other women. Yeah, and then she. Uh, so over those past couple of weeks that I had seen. She attacked uh, Roxanne and like um, they had like some like encounters here and there. They had a match already. They had a and match and Blair won. Blair won that. So when I last updated this before I saw that this match was added and I was like, where's doing this again? What the hell? But since then, they've added it as Weapons Wild. Well, because what happened was they started just attacking each other backstage. Like Roxanne attacked Blair and then Blair attacked Roxanne during some Snapchat show. It's very hard to keep up with these things. Um, then uh, they had a face-to-face -face interview where they agreed to a match at the Great American Bash. And there was no stipulation added. And then on Instagram Live, Roxanne attacked 
uh, Blair in a grocery store. They showed the rest of that on NXT, and I actually thought it was like a little bit of fun, you know, to see that happen. But was that supposed to be a callback to the whole Booker T and Stone Cold grocery store thing? Probably because she is a Booker T understudy and all that. I, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. This match should be good. It is Roxanne's home state. So I don't know if she wins. Uh, I feel like I've been saying this for every NXT show on Peacock for like the last year. But for the love of God, this has to be it for Roxanne Perez, right? Like she has to go up to the main roster. She should. Like what else is she going to do in NXT? You know? I'd like to see that take place if this is this is in Texas. So, uh, you know, all the more reason Roxanne's going to win this. Yeah, she just puts Blair Davenport to bed. Good. Or or she loses. And because it's her home state, they give her the standing ovation. And that's her send off. Could be that. But I think where she might end up just winning the match and then they do the send off thing, too. Or I mean, they might not even do the send off. That she could still just be around in NXT for a while. I'm split on this. We don't have any money or any fantasy league points on it. I'll say Roxanne wins. And what should be a very fun match? I'll go Roxanne. Yeah. Um, I like that it's Weapons Wild much more than if they would have just kept that as a regular match, too. Let's talk about the NXT tag team titles because it's fun. I know that you're slightly familiar with the story for it's Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang with. Joe Coffey defending against Tony Stack, Tony Stacks, <laughs> Tony Stacks, and uh, Tony, Tony Stacks and the Great Bash, <laughs> Tony Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stacked Lorenzo. So the last thing I had seen of this was Joe Coffey saying Stacks had set up Tony D'Angelo and Tony D'Angelo being like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And then I don't remember if I watched it or if I like checked out like the youtube video of it or like i don't remember if the, the, what the situation was but then it was like uh stacks i guess was uh, yeah so i must not have watched it because now i'm trying to remember exactly what happened how did he get like exonerated like what was the whole thing so as you might expect the idea was that joe coffee like fucked over the audio thing no 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 but what was said was what Stack said the next week he came out and was like, hey, we cut a deal that if I beat him in a match, you're free. And but if he beats me, you're going to trial. And Tony was like, you know, I don't think you should do that. And Stax was like, well, you're in here and I'm the boss now. And then, of course. Oh, so that was, was the whole I'm making decisions because. Right. You got you to gotta trust me to know what the fuck I'm doing type thing. And then, of course, they get to the match and Joe Coffey thinks he's going to lay down because he's like, you know, there's a new Don in town and I don't want Tony around. And Stax kicks out and says, I'm I'm not a rat. I was never a rat. Tony D was on the phone, I think, at this point with Big <laughs> Joseph and Booker T. And was like, yeah, we got him. We swerved him. You get him. <laughs> and so, so this leads to Lucian Price and Bronco Nima what? come out, distract the other members of Gallus. Never followed up on, by the way. Uh, oh, they're not like a part of the family now? No, they're never never followed up on. Uh, actually, they're, they're paired with scripts. Um, what? <laughs> I'll get to that. <laughs> it's not in the card, but we can do a, a miscellaneous NXT catch-up. Uh, so... Stax uses the crowbar. Tony D is free. They have a big family celebration where the whole family, they got a bunch of actors to play the family. They all had crowbars. Gallus had to back down from the family. Uh, the match is booked for the bash. It's kind of leading us where we are now. Tony, Tony D and Stax have to win. Tony D is probably the one guy from the initial war games with 2.0 that I think is still there and hasn't actually accomplished anything of note. Right, because like so, Hayes went from North American champion to world champion and all. Right, Hayes is world champion. Breaker is, it's just a matter of time before he leaves NXT. Uh, Butch has already left NXT. LA Knight's gone. Like, they need to do something with him. 
and I think now is the time where he wins. It has to be Stacks and Tony. If it's not, then like honestly, you're just dragging it out too long at this point. Because that should have happened a long time ago. It seemed like they were poised to win the tag titles like three events ago, and then they ended up doing the whole thing where it was like those teams and the Creed brothers in a thing, and then it was like the the dyad on the side and. I don't know if that was maybe like Tony D'Angelo was injured or something. Maybe they were just yeah, kind of I'm thinking waiting. He had to have like suffered a, a pull, pulled muscle or something. Yeah. That could be recuperated in a month or so. But and it was like, just, hey. Yeah. Like, let's uh, stall this for a little bit. And, you know, but they got to have the titles change hands. I'm going for that for sure. Um, let's see what you think about this title changing hands. The NXT Women's Championship and a submission match. Tiffany Stratton defending against Thea Hale. So they had had their match before. Thea Hale obviously came up short. And then since then, I'm assuming Thea has just been like training with the whole um, Chase University stuff because Andre Chase is back, right? So did you watch the match they had? No, I don't think so. so or if I, did, I, if I did, I completely forget about it. So she had been training with... Um, because remember, Duke had taken over the university, and he had Charlie Dempsey and Drew Gulak. They taught her the Kimura. So in the match, while the referee was distracted, Tiffany taps out to the Kimura, and she ends up winning the match anyway. This leads to Dempsey and Gulak turn on Chase U, which leads to Andre Chase coming back, never explained what the whole deal was there, but uh, it was said, you know, I tapped you out, I tapped you out, I want a match for the title. Uh, Tiffany said she would agree to a match for the championship. Thea wanted it to be a submission match. She said no, so she put it in the Kimura until she agreed to make it a submission match. I think this is a great way to add a new submission hold to Tiffany's arsenal, and I think Tiffany's going to get the win. This is the one match I do know where Callum stands because he said on a previous episode of the Hot Tags, just have Thea Hale win. Nice. She's tapped her out enough. Just have her win the title. And Tiffany's fine. He even said Tiffany could go up to main roster. Where do you stand? Having not seen those couple weeks to see if anything's really changed at all, I'm very pro Thea Hale. I think she's got a lot of spunk to her that is fun and refreshing and all I would be totally fine with her winning the championship because realistically look Tiffany Stratton needs more time in NXT I think for her to be ready for the main roster but she what's a good way to put this like Tiffany as champion feels like a lesser version of Mandy Rose's champion and I don't like what they're doing with her championship outside of these past three weeks. Maybe they did something a little bit different. I don't think that's the right spot for her. But I do think that she progressed enough that if they were to put her on the main roster and they were to try to work with her that way, that she would be fine in a few months. You know what I mean? Like certain people don't need to go through NXT for five years. You can bring them up and they can learn on the... Raw and SmackDown roster. I'd be fine with uh, Thea Hale winning. I think that that'd be kind of fun. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I think Stratton's just going to retain. I'm, I would be more than happy to see Thea Hale actually win. I'm going with Tiffany Stratton, adopting the Dragon Sleeper, calling it the Beauty Sleep, mm-hmm. and winning the title. Retaining. Yeah. yeah. Or retaining the title, yes. As far as retaining a title and all that, I am utterly confused about how they went from the very clear and obvious Wesley versus Mustafa Ali setup with this whole Tyler Bate thing for like a month. And then out of nowhere, I get a message one uh, Tuesday night or whatever, where everybody's like, hey, you know, you haven't updated yet. Dominic Mysterio is the North American champion. I'm like, huh? So they just bypass that thing and now we've got a triple threat match between those three Wesley Mustafa Ali and Dominic Mysterio is this just a matter of 
because it, it feels for me from out without having the context this is how it seems like they were setting up wesley versus mustafa ali with this tyler Bates stuff the clear direction was going to be wesley versus mustafa ali at this show and ali probably would have won the championship and then they randomly decided to go with Dominic Mysterio in this feud. Just He just gets inserted in there. And then he wins the championship. I get the feeling they decided they don't want to put this belt on Ali. And, I don't even think it goes that deep. And that they just, they think that the Dominic stuff is fun. And now they're like, well, we got to finish the, the Lee and Ali stuff. So let's just do that. And then we can move on forward with Dominic as North American champion and do whatever the other alternative detour is. Or does it seem like maybe they're going to go like the belt goes back to Wesley or is it to go back to does it go to Ali? Like, are they giving any kind of context to that or is it very much Zero, Dominic? Dominic's fun right now. We'd rather him be the champion and fuck the Ali and Lee thing. That is definitely why I think he got the belt, because let's take it all the way back. Carmelo Hayes fought Finn Balor on NXT. Well, on uh, Monday Night Raw. You were there for that, right? That was before mm-hmm. Money in the Bank. Yep. This, le- this led to the next night, Rhea Ripley just shows up on NXT and's like, hey, stay out of our business. Hey, uh, I like Lyra Valkyria. That's basically what she said, yeah, right? I like Lyra Valkyria. Stay out of our business, Carmelo Hayes. That leads to. Hey, Judgment Day from Carmelo Hayes, come to NXT. And so they do. And while they're there, Dominic's like, Wesley, you're the open challenge guy. He's like, what are you talking about? I haven't done that in months. Yeah, except, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to fight. And because I think more than anything, it was time for Dom to win something. Judgment Day is super hot right now. They finally, like, found their groove, and it all kind of flows. And he couldn't win the Intercontinental title from Gunther on Raw, but he can go to NXT. uh, SmackDown to win the United States title, so. Right, but you can go to NXT, and it's probably more your speed anyway, because let's not forget Dominic has only been wrestling for three years and was immediately pushed to the main roster. As far as where this leaves Ali and Wesley, I can totally see a scenario where Ali pins Lee and wins the title. I can totally see a scenario where Dom keeps the belt and eventually loses it to Dragon Lee. Because that's who I have down right now with my completely out-of-context predictions on the champions list page on smartcomemma.com, which everybody should click on, by the way. I have down basically like, all right, I have no idea if this is a clear and obvious Lee or Ali just wins and the Dominic thing was a fun little experiment or if we're just moving on with Dominic as champion. But if we move on as Dominic, I think Dragon Lee is the obvious person because they're they're going to give him something. They got to give him something to do. And I think you could even go as far as to do the like a, a mask versus title mm-hmm. like. I don't want to get too far in the fantasy booking, but there was also the weird thing of like, since Dom has won this belt last Tuesday, he's defended it on SmackDown against Butch and defended it on raw against Sami Zayn, which how does that make any fucking sense? He's not a part of the SmackDown roster. He shouldn't be part of the NXT roster. So, so here's, here's how this works. And uh, SmackDown was in Orlando. And because of that, they did this dumb thing where it was like, hey, NXT superstars are in the house tonight. Wesley and Dragon Lee are in the crowd. The Kavinder twins are in the crowd. Um, And Dominic's backstage because he's NXT North American champion. And Butch just comes up and goes, I was champion once. I want to fight you now. And Shawn Michaels is just like, cool, I'm going to get that made. So that happens. Um, what's really going on is that they like Judgment Day. That's yeah. uh, the underlying thing to all of this is they really like the Judgment Day. And 
it's clear they want them everywhere. I think I could see Dom winning. I, I can. And I honestly, I think it's the best move. He, people can say whatever they want about him being a shitty wrestler. I'm not arguing that. But, like, if you're on the L.A. night train of, like, oh, this guy's so over, you have to acknowledge the same thing for Dom. People mm-hmm. are just loving the, the reactions he gets. People want to see Rhea Ripley. And they know where Dom goes, Rhea goes. Like, I think it's fine to keep this going for a little bit longer and to put Dom over. The problem I have afterwards is it kind of leaves Ali and Wesley with nothing to do. And unfortunately, we've seen, like, with Apollo Crews, who only finally showed up on Raw this past week to lose to Damian Priest because they love the Judgment Day. If you take these guys out of NXT, what do they do? There's a lot of people just floating right now. And I almost want to see Ali get the belt anyway because he was going to. And chalk Dom up to just a fun experience. But I think the smart money is to go with him as champion. It's so hard to tell because they clearly like Ali. And there's been so many things that say, like, Shawn Michaels wanted Ali in NXT for a while. If they went through all this effort to put up this idea of Ali winning that belt, just to go, never mind, we're going to go in this Dominic thing. It kind of makes it seem like, well, did you really care enough? Like, um, it, you put in the effort for all that time that easily you could get rid of it. Maybe you didn't care that much to begin with. Or <laughs> does that mean that they're just so incredibly pro Dominic that there's no chance that he gets rid of the belt right now? I think so. they're so incredibly pro-Dominic in one case. And it, in regards to Ali, it's weird because they have a lot of belts, right, in WWE. They do. But they're separated by brand lines. I think if you were in an era where you had, like, constant title switches and European titles and hardcore titles, Ali's a guy who would probably more often than not have a belt attached to him because they do like him. It's just that we're not in that era where, hey, D'Lo Brown's European champion, and you don't really need to care about that. But if you do, he's right there and he's European champion. That's what I think Ali would be, but they don't have those kinds of belts. And I think that, unfortunately, the Dom thing is hot enough that let's just go with Dom because it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fun, and everybody likes it. And, yeah, the dude does need something else right now because he got his ass whooped at money in the bank and there was no follow-up there's no reason for the match to begin with he was just a placeholder for cody because brock wasn't ready yet right now i'm gonna say i'm gonna go with dominic retaining i am as well i think (laughs) the iron is too hot you gotta keep going and that means we're down to Carmelo Hayes defending the NXT championship against Ilya Dragunov, or as he's better pronounced. <laughs> That's not just because I'm saying it's a recurring joke. Uh, <laughs> the setup for this, from my perspective, is Dragunov won a number one contenders match, and that's it. Okay, so Dragunov won a number one contenders match. He beat Barry... I was going to say Baron Corbin. He beat Braun Breaker in a great match. That might be one of like the, the ones that you go seek out. I have hated the build to this. Because for some reason, the build to this is maybe Dragonov's turning heel by beating the shit out of Trick Williams. Maybe Carmelo Hayes is getting too soft. Because they did a a trios match last night where it was schism against mellow trick and Dragonov. and Dragonov accidentally hits trick. Doesn't matter. Uh, mellow gets the pin on Gacy, but trick is like calling him out and he's like, you know, what the hell man, you can't, you can't do me like that. And Carmelo's like, Hey buddy, calm down. I'm a champion now. We have to be leaders now. And I, even I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> you know, like, like 
what are you, what is this? You know? So I don't know if it's going towards that. And then Trick and Dragonoff did end up fighting at the end of the show with Dragonoff kind of beating the shit out of Trick to the point where Vic Joseph was like, come on, Dragonoff, that's enough, which to me is a sign of a heel. And then he goes for the final, uh, you know, that corner sprinting uppercut thing he does. The torpedo Moscow thing? Yeah. And you don't see it because, example of great camera work. But by this point, Mello's jumped in the ring and takes the bullet for Trick. And he says, I admire you, Carmelo. Your loyalty is rare these days. And you better hold on to your friendship with Trick because after the Great American Bash, it's going to be all you have left. I think this match is being set up for Carmelo Hayes to, on paper, finally have a show-stealing match as NXT champion. I think this match is set up to try and give off the vibes of a takeover main event. You know, like Andrade versus Gargano or, you know, Adam Cole versus Gargano. Or Chopla versus Gargano. Gargano did a lot of great <laughs> things. Gargano's fucking awesome. Um, but I'm worried because when they do stuff like that, it rarely lives up. And also, it might help them, though, that they're in Cedar Park, Texas, and not the fucking Performance Center. Like, yeah. getting into a new environment might help them a lot here. I'm hoping for a banger. I see no reason for Hayes to lose. So I would tentatively say him, but I'm not entirely sold that maybe we just don't put the belt on Dragunov here. Well, see, I have been thinking for a while that obviously Braun Breaker, they're just waiting to bring him up to the main roster. It's very clear. Let's like, all right, well, sometime after SummerSlam or whatever, we're just going to bring him up. And Hayes is more than ready. Dragunov is more than ready. It makes more sense to me if they were to bring Dragunov up to the main roster than Hayes because he is the champion right now and it would just be easier to keep the belt on him and then eventually bring him up you know, sometime in 2024 when he loses the title and you go along in that kind of direction. But it wouldn't shock me if they were to take the title off of him, bring him up to the main roster as well as a breaker and have Dragunov get a little run as the NXT champion and kind of move on from there. But it also wouldn't shock me if they're teasing this idea of the heel turn thing because they want to experiment with just turning Dragunov heel. And, you know, they clearly started to do that with Braun Breaker a little bit before they pulled the trigger. Maybe they want to play around with that idea that we've heard before of Dragunov turning heel and joining Imperium. Or maybe they want to bring him up to the main roster as a heel because it's a little bit easier than a babyface. Look at like a Cameron Grimes on the main roster not doing all that much versus when they have a heel and they can actually build a story around them, you know? Yeah, I don't. I got to be honest. I'm not looking forward to seeing any NXT superstars get called up. Like. They still need to do something with the people that, like, we haven't seen Odyssey Jones. We haven't seen, what was the point of the free agent Zion Quinn? Shit or get off the pot, and we can leave you in the ether until we decide what we want to do with you. Yeah, I hate that type of stuff. Um, I, I think it should be a good match. Dragunov doesn't have bad matches. Mello is very good, but I don't like the presentation of this character. They do this weird thing now where it's like it's it's too meta, and I don't mean metaphor, like it's it's too but I'm the NXT champion now, so I'm the leader of this brand and I have to be a leader, and we see that too much. You know what I mean? We saw that from Breaker, where he was just like, I'm I'm Mr. NXT 2.0, look at me, I'm breaking the black and gold X, it was it's weird. Just let them be wrestlers. Like, let, let them be wrestlers and do their thing. I'm going Hayes. I will also go Hayes. So then let's round this out with the fuck else am I missing on NXT? Because yeah, I <laughs> you're, think you're I think talking about uh, 
did Scripps turn heel? Did he attack Axiom? And does he have a tag team now that's like so, backing him up? Is that what's happening? So Scripps, um, as you know, is Reggie. They took the mask off him, but he's still just Scripps, right? Um, he challenged Bronco Nima and Lucian Price, who have a full-blown Grand Theft Auto gimmick. I actually think it's kind of good. Um, they challenged him to a tag match. Axiom's like, yo, we're not a team, but whatever. Fine, let's do this. And they get in the ring, and sure enough, Scripps attacks Axiom. And he leaves with Nima and Price. Now, he was on commentary for their match. I'm full disclosure. Did not have commentary on because it was focused on, like, writing articles. Last night was an article heavy show. Axiom attacked him at the commentary table. I don't know if it's fully established that Price and Nima are going to be his heavies or what's the deal. But I do like the idea of not totally throwing out the idea of scripts being a heel because that's like they, they were just all over the place with him. You know what I mean? So are they with the, what was the more recent thing? Was it the scripts thing or was it the D'Angelo thing? It was the, um, it Oh, it was the scripts thing, yeah. Because D'Angelo thing, what happened was they said they'd be making their debut on a certain week, and I guess they didn't have time to have a match. So they just showed up during the tag match just to distract Gallus and say, hey, we told you they'd make their debut, and they did. I'm looking at a GIF of that right now. This is from Bronco Nima resharing the GIF July 22nd. Uh, but then... So then July 18th, this is the uh, WWE Twitter thing being what just happened. Axiom getting attacked by Scripps. I mean, they're definitely looking like heels there. So yeah, I guess I, mean, I have to adjust like, that thing. They're definitely heels. I just don't know if they're like fully on board accepting Scripps as their guy. Or if he's just like, yeah, I'm from the streets too. And they're from the streets. And we're, we're, we're from the streets. And I want to be their friend. You know, like, but yeah, that not. happened for them. Um, kind of inconsequential. Dana Brooke won a match last night. It's amazing. <laughs> because it was a kendo stick match. It was set up for Cora Jade to win. The fans do not give a fuck about Dana Brooke. Already? Like, no. Uh, but did you not see the original match she had with Cora? Where they were just like, Tap out, please go, like go away. <laughs> and Kalani Jordan is her like protege. She gave her a pink kendo stick because Barbie. I assume. Uh, I assume. Um, and that happened. I I was very excited because I got to write an article that that was her first time winning a match in over a year on TV. Tony, who do you think the last person Dana Brooke beat on TV is? Reggie. Becky Lynch. The fuck? Remember, they did an angle where Becky Lynch was like, fuck it, I'm going to win the 24-7 title, and then lost because Bianca. Um, but that happened. Let's see, what else is happening on NXT? Oh, the Creed Brothers on July 4th lost a Loser Leaves NXT match. Yeah, and I remember that being confusing. There was an article. It might have been by Fightful that said, hey, they don't know what they're doing with the with the Creed Brothers. Actually, I think it was <laughs> I think it was Melter that said, hey, they don't actually have plans for the Creed Brothers, so they might just stick in NXT. And sure enough, during the six man tag last night with Schism, two people in Schism masks showed up and cost Schism the match. I bet that's the Creed Brothers because they just had no clue, just no clue, <laughs> like. So that's also happening. Um, let's see. What else is going on? What's going on with Von Wagner and the whole picture thing? Oh, right. So that that's a thing. Last thing I had seen was he 
talked about the whole thing from his childhood. And then the next week he was like, I'm still upset. I don't want to talk about it. So they did that for another week. (laughs) And then the week after he had a match and the crowd really got into him beating the crap out of the guy he was fighting. Who was that? Was it just like some local dude? It might not have been. It might have been uh, Luca. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm not going to lie to you. But I know that they got super excited for him to use the table. He got really excited that they were cheering him on. So he's slowly turning babyface. Last night, he was going to put Big Body Hobby through a table. And Braun Breaker just showed up and speared him. And I'm like, cool. Add that to the card of Great American Bash. Because Braun Breaker should be on the show. But they haven't yet. And Von Wagner said, hey, Ron Breaker, you've awoken something in me. By the way, I don't like saying the names Ron Breaker and Von Wagner <laughs> together. Um, but that happened. And I believe that's pretty much the bulk of NXT stuff. We talked about uh, Umberto and Angel Garza. Oh, uh, Dijak is feuding with Eddie Thorpe because he's mad that Eddie Thorpe won a fight pit match or a raw underground match and he's like i'm still the toughest guy but they didn't add that to the card either huh makes uh, sense right <laughs> and also uh lara Kyria did fight Rhea ripley last night Rhea ripley was like yeah now show me that i'm right and go beat up uh jc jane i will i will Rhea. <laughs> it's like okay Cool. Is Rhea a baby face on this brand? Is she recruiting Valkyria for Judgment Day? Like, what's what's the vibe there? And then they got, like, a couple new people popping up right now that they've given names to, right? Yeah, but that's more so for, like, the level up side of things. Uh, like, when they trademark those names, it usually means someone's about to debut on level up. The Cavender twins being on SmackDown was interesting, though. Well, they seem like they are more interested in them being, like, a priority. But the, the new Bellows. Mm-hmm. Which is just so stupid, because it's like, you barely knew what to do with the Bellows for the first 10 years that you had them. <laughs> like, if it wasn't for that reality show, the Bellows wouldn't have been the Bellows. Yeah. But they're... Uh... Maybe they're trying to learn their lesson and be like, well, let's strike while the iron's hot, kind of. You'd hope so. But yeah, that's that's the bulk of NXT. There's some other stuff that we can go over on the hot tags as far as, like, you miss Shotzi shaving her head um, and things like that. There, there's some cool stuff going on. I'm sure a lot of it's going to feel better to you because you're not inundated or you haven't been inundated the grind of it all part of me is really annoyed that a lot's changed with me missing that part of me is like damn it couldn't that have happened when i was watching and it was more interesting (laughs) yeah because a lot of things have sort of shifted like for for example becky lynch is gonna fight trish stratus and they're kind of teasing that maybe trish is gonna leave zoe behind because she's mad that she didn't beat Becky and now she has to fight Becky. Uh, Judgment Day, I feel like in the last three weeks specifically, has just taken over everything. And there's such a huge act now to the point where I, I think that one way or another, a member of Judgment Day will walk out of SummerSlam with the world title. I'm beginning to think that that might be the move. Hmm. Um, you missed the announcement of Tribal Combat. Basically, Tony, you missed three weeks in wrestling and you missed like 500 shows. It seems like so, it. Yeah. I mean, God knows about AEW. Yeah, I mean, because a lot's also happened there. And you'll you'll get caught up. You'll you'll get back into speed. But it, right now, that's Great American Bash. And it should <laughs> be an easy show to watch on Sunday. Should, at the very least, be more interesting from my perspective from not knowing what's going on, where they end up showing those like recap uh, video packages, and I go, oh, now I get some context to some of that well, stuff, that too. Well, that depends. Do you have Peacock Premium? Even that's fucking changed. Because <laughs> they switched over the whole Peacock Premium Plus thing, and uh, over the thing, I'm pretty sure I still have it. Because right, I think I had done everything ahead of time. Went up. 
The prices on Spotify went up. I don't know if you pay for that or not. Nah. Uh, the prices for a lot of things have actually gone up. Too many in terms things. Of streaming services. All the more because... reason why you should steal things more often, everybody. I uh, I am a full blown advocate of uh, piracy. <laughs> I I am not. I am not. Screw uh, screw a lot of these companies. <laughs> Use Plex. I mean, <laughs> honestly, that's you're kind of caught up. <laughs> well, I don't know if my opinion will change in the next couple of days, but if it does and we get a chance to reflect on some of that stuff by the time we get around to the hot tags on Friday, then we will address some of that stuff then. Oh, if you know not, what? Actually, one more thing, because this might actually play into the Great American Bash. I doubt it because they don't normally do this, but reportedly Brian Pillman Jr. is pretty close to setting a deal with NXT. Oh, that's right. Fucking Brian Pillman Jr. was a whole story that's been going on, too. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they show that he's in the crowd and do that kind of like little tease that they've done before. That would be cool. That's kind of like a fun throwback to take over. I want him to be a part of the NXT roster for sure. I hope that they sign him. I, I hope so as well. And who knows? Maybe he pops up on this show. Maybe he ends up being a part of the show for all we know. But... That'll be Sunday, is what it is, again? You got it, you got it. July 30th? Yep. Cool. So it's not Saturday. Gonna have to commit that to my memory. Not Saturday, not Saturday, not Saturday. And on Sunday, when this happens, of course, we will have a live coverage on SmartCutMoment.com. I'll be having my live coverage post on E-Wrestling News. I'll have everything set up for the post-show to immediately follow, where we'll be reviewing what happens. And then next week, we'll tie a little bit more into some of that SummerSlam type stuff and God knows what else as far as the podcast is concerned because I don't remember what the game plan was and what things are being rearranged but I know at some point we're going to get around to doing that Heat of the Moment tournament as a dark cast for August most likely and we'll probably do that right after SummerSlam. I know we've got the fan ounce table of SummerSlam 92 with a missed this mark for Callum because he hasn't seen that yet uh, we got all in. We got all out. We got payback. Tons Bro, of things we got happening. So much stuff. Like, there's too many of these shows piling up on one another, and I don't mm-hmm. like it. But I like. I'm, I'm serious. This is one where I'll say fuck those companies. Like, stop making people choose day of. Do you want to watch Impact? Do you want to watch AEW? Do you want to watch AEW? Do you want to watch WWE? Like, just find another day. Mm-hmm. Or merge your shows. Urge to merge. Uh, see, I'm less of a fan of that as I am just like, find a day. It was a lot easier when we had Raw Nitro. And you could just tape one, watch it the next day. <laughs> so what we're trying to say here is that's a Great American Bash preview. Drop your thoughts in the comments below. Make sure you are clicking around on all the different things you can find all over the place, including fanboysanonymous.com. Go over to the blue brand, check out what's happening there with the blueprint project actually did add some notes to some things while I was gone. Uh, we were taking a boat trip to this, uh, Island at this one point and I didn't have any, like uh, we pretty much had had no like Wi-Fi signal for the vast majority of that stuff. And then like the phone signal, of course, but by being like disconnected and not being able to just like browse TikTok and, you know, shut my brain off and do that. Ended up writing a lot of Superman notes down. So I'm going to add them into my notes during the line. So there's a new uh, DC documentary on max. Maybe fun for you to just shut your brain off and check that out. A lot of same, same information, but still might be fun for your brain. Also, I'm way behind on secret invasion. I'm way behind on my adventures with Superman. We'll come around there. Everything will get sorted out over the course of the next couple of weeks, but uh, obviously, in the past, we've done things like the Absolute Power Rangers Mighty Morphin Epic, the Batman A Nighttime Story, 100 Records from the Wayne Foundation Archives. The uh, Fantasy League is something that I'm sure I need to double check about because I know that I had been able to switch somebody. I think I might have done just the one out of the two things. So I'll got to talk to Callum about that. But everything that you can see on the link tree on amangotree.com, go ahead and click on that or anthonymango.com. Subscribe, follow, like, favorite, share. 
Oh, while you blah, were blah, gone, blah. Twitter changed its name to X. That's apparently X now. Uh, <laughs> that's another whole <laughs> rabbit hole to get into. Why is he so obsessed with the letter X? And why does he want to tie himself into the alphabet like that? But that's dumb. And the Twitter account currently is still just twitter.com slash Tony Mango and slash a mango tree and smart out moment and fanboys and on and whatnot like that. But if anything changes, you'll find out about it down the line. Follow me at Tony Mango all over those places. Follow Callum. Who's not here for this because we're recording at a different time and all at Wigmeister 14 and follow Rob. Yep. Follow me everywhere at dude Felice. Check out my work on fightful. Check out my work on WrestleZone. Check out me every Thursday on the love wrestling Twitch for the Ring of Honor Reacts podcast with myself and Kyle Sparks and soon to be Kylie Fuller. Uh, DudeFleece.com, forever coming soon. And, yeah, thank you. All right, everybody, that's it for NXT Great American Bash. We will talk to you with the hot tags later this week and round it out with the Great American Bash post-show. Leave your comments, hit that subscribe button, and we will see you next time. This has been another Smart Cow Moment. And we are being counted out.